If you're an executive, entrepreneur, seasoned investor, or just a student of the game, you'll love The Great Fail, Adweek's Entrepreneurship Podcast of the Year, a show that artfully uncovers some of the biggest fails in business history and how it might have been prevented. The Great Fail is entertaining, informative, and told through a true crime narrative in under 30 minutes that keeps you at the edge of your seats. So check out The Great Fail wherever you get your podcast. There is no argument that the coronavirus has been the cause of major disruptions in almost every industry, including podcasting and audio advertising. The question that we're all asking is this, how is this affecting listenership and downloads? Our friends over at Magellan AI recently released some very interesting data indicating that while ad volume has been decreasing since February, the overall changes have been minimal, and that after a dip at the end of March, numbers actually bounced back. There's also been an increase in spend across various industries, such as gaming, which is up by 31%, mental health, which is up by 39%, hobbies and lifestyle, which is up by 78%, and alcohol, which comes in at number one and is up by 85%. Interestingly enough, podcast genres are also experiencing a change, with kids and family experiencing a 38% increase in ad revenue, and true crime, which actually dropped by 7%. And not only are ads adapting and changing, but the overall content is experiencing a shift as well. Podcasters are actively engaging in discussions regarding the current pandemic. And while you would expect the new genre to top the charts with coronavirus mentions, the comedy genre actually surprised us all with an uptick of 65% over the past three months. In this episode of On the Mic with Ad Results Media, Nathan Spell and I are joined by Ad Results Media partners Marshall Williams and Russell Lindley as we discuss the changes in podcasting and advertising during the pandemic. So let's get started. That's the great thing about Stamps.com. They grow with you. As much fun as I had, I couldn't wait to get back to my sleep number bed. Yep. I love my third love bras. They're hands down the most comfortable bras I've ever owned. I love making Blue Apron. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's my me time. So I've been following along with Hot Pod's Pandemic Watch column, so I wanted to start by jumping in there. Marshall, I know that you were referenced in their column from April 14th. At that time, it seems that the overall trend for podcasting was flat, which is encouraging, given the massive life-changing shift that we're all experiencing. Can you speak a bit on that listenership trend and what changes there have been since then? Happily. Uh, first of all, it's continuing to change. There was a lot, of, a lot of prognostication that said, because we're all going to be at home, normal commute patterns are going to change. Podcasting being something that people get habitualized to do, and they do it at the same time every day, the potential was for downloads to decrease. So it was a little bit scary at first that we were going to look at an industry we've really made a mark in and concentrate on that the listenership might go down. But what, and there was a little bit of deterioration at first. And what we found was the same amount of podcasts were being consumed relative to the January benchmark of downloads. We were about at the same place in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic, you know, the first few weeks of it. So that was good because January uh, was the high watermark. January of this year was the high watermark in, in total podcast downloads since we've been keeping track. So to be flat relative to that time period is very good. If you also take into consideration the fact that our commuter patterns dramatically changed where, you know, we saw numbers in New York City where mass transit was down almost 90% and travel by car in Los Angeles 
was down 48 percent. Uh, these are enormous factors that could have potentially hurt podcast listenership because people, we also found people would download their podcast while they commuted and they would listen to it while they commuted. What we're seeing now is a little bit more of a flat line. Podcast downloads don't take place as much in the 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. time period in each individual market. What we found is that there's a spike in the middle of the day, seemingly for whatever reason, corresponding with about lunchtime of noon to one o'clock, there's a spike. And then there's an additional spike that wasn't there before from four to 6 p.m. Again, that's in the time zone that we all reside in. So again, the numbers are pretty flat from our January benchmarks. And considering these, you know, monumental changes that we've gone through, it's pretty promising that the podcast space has been so sticky during this time period. And that's interesting, um, especially about like the time of day changes. Have we noticed any additional changes based by like genre or publisher, or is it mostly just like downloads and listenership? No, I mean, great question. Uh, we saw, and this is to be expected, and we always kind of look at these things with a, a sniff test. We saw a big spike in news podcasts um, in the first few weeks of the pandemic. Um, you know, some shows that concentrated on the pandemic or were just short news clips about what was going on were up 30, 40%. Some of the shows that you would expect to be down uh, because of the way the universe changed were down. Sports shows, they saw some deterioration, 12, 14, maybe 18%, depending on the topical nature of the show. If you're talking about the NBA today and you don't have anything to talk about, then you're not surprised that your download numbers are down. We mm -hmm. saw some interesting things take place in the first month. Uh, this was interesting to me. There was a lot of kind of lifestyle podcasts that were way up. A lot that had to do with parenting, raising children, educating children. I mean, again, this passes the sniff test because you've got all these parents who formerly would send their kids off to school who now have to be responsible for their kids and take care of them all day long, including making sure they're being educated, so on and so forth. They're looking for resources. So that's why that segment went up. There's a lot of mental health things like the meditation and, um, you know, a better living healthy lifestyle podcast that were up pretty significantly. Um, we did see some deterioration with some podcasts that were kind of me time podcasts. Um, like, you know, guilty pleasures, if you will. Some of those shows that were about murder mystery or about a bad guy who conned some lady, and it was these serialized shows that were eight or nine episodes long, those were down a little bit because, frankly, at the beginning of this, our me time kind of went away. And that's, you know, it's very interesting to see what's happened in this space. So a little bit about some of the genres that have done well and some that have been impacted. Hey, Marshall, it should be interesting to see, uh, what was it, Joe Rogan's podcast yesterday that uh, dropped with Elon Musk, uh, how those numbers did, and then, you know, additional people uh, that got brought into the space because of that, which, uh, which will be great. Right. Uh, that's, you know, you bring up a great point because um, one of the things that we have seen is these, these heavy personality-based interview-type shows have done very well during this. Um, these people have become... Um, kind of narrators for people's lives. Yeah. And these hosts are very sticky. These people tune in through thick and thin, whether it's entertainment or a show like Joe Rogan, which, by the way, is the king of the mountain podcast. I mean, his show is so much bigger than everybody else's. It's, it's, it's really remarkable. 
Um, but then he also does things like getting on one of the once in a lifetime guests like Elon Musk yesterday. So I'm really curious, like Russell, like you said, I'm really curious to see what his download numbers were like yesterday. Yeah, it, it should be big. The other thing, uh, you know, uh, we're talking about audio. We have seen, uh, you know, Marshall, you and I have talked about this a lot, bit of an impact to radio. You know, some of the data would suggest that, uh, you know, radio listenership is, is, uh, is not off. But, I mean, if you put a little common sense onto it, you go drive on any of the freeways right now, there's not uh, – any traffic on it, you know, your commute time will be significantly less, if, if any <laughs> problem with the commute time. But, you know, you know we've talked about many of our clients, uh, the radio side of it significantly took an impact, at least for our clients on the performance side of it. And especially, and I think it's more impacted, obviously, the sports radio stations, which are some of our favorite radio stations to advertise on. Obviously, there's no sports going on and your commute times are are gone and that is primarily where people listen to the radio is in their car. With that in mind, let's talk more about advertising in particular. Have we seen any shifts overall in, you know, ad revenue? We have, you know, it, it's kind of, uh, you know, tell of two cities. You have some clients. So if you're in the home fitness side of it, we, which we do, you know, business is, is very good. Everybody, you know, nobody's going to a gym right now. Uh, everybody's wanting to work out at home. So, you know, apps uh, and fitness, you know, exercise equipment, they're all doing fantastic. Delivery businesses are doing great. But then on the other side of it, if you're a retail location, retail store with retail storefronts, you're not doing great. You're, you don't have any of your stores open. Uh, hopefully, we'll see that uh, start to impact. Now, I, I just saw the headline before the stock market closed today that Apple is opening up all the retail stores. Of course, they're going to limit the number of people in and things like that. But uh, you'll, as as retail uh, starts to turn back on, you'll see those dollars come back into the space rapidly. We have seen, uh, as Russell mentioned, some of our our advertisers that we've seen who are impacted by retail closures are. Are, they're suffering a little bit. We have seen some of our direct-to-consumer brands that their demand is just through the roof. We've got some meal delivery companies and some uh, one of our clients is in the direct-to-consumer meat, high-quality meat delivery business. They're they're just they're they're booming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, I don't know if I can put a little positive energy out there to try and get our retail environment open a little bit more. I'll I'll, I'll happily do that. I think Apple. Apple leading the way in that uh, will will really be a big deal, and then hopefully social distancing and and all those types of things will uh, not cause any other problems with uh, state state closures in the uh, in the future. What about overall trends we might be seeing? Are there any overarching trends regarding just advertising numbers in general? Well, I mean, the, you know, in the podcast space, the uh, the ad revenue did take a hit in March and uh, April, and we'll probably see that through through june uh so you know for clients who are opportunistic so there are some that even their business night may not be fully operational they're taking this as an opportunity for a land grab so mm -hmm. to maybe capture opportunities that their competitor let go because they didn't want to advertise uh, it allows them to be very opportunistic and and get on those opportunities, you know, so they're there. And then as we mentioned in the, you know, in the fitness or delivery services or things like that, uh, those people are, are coming into the space in a big way. Uh, additionally, you know, the rates have gone down. So there are some, uh, you know, where the, I would probably say on average, you know, Marshall, you and I've talked about this a few times, 
but you know you're seeing 25 percent uh you know 30 percent some cases even 50 percent rate reductions on some podcasts that's going to be a short-term opportunity is so if for clients who want to get in it's a it's a great opportunity to get in and test there are now of course there's some of your bigger podcasts that are very popular ones that have uh, no rate reductions but it, it's a it's a great opportunity to get in and take some ground or get in and do testing i couldn't have said that any better because there are opportunities out there the podcast space is very hot still doing great it's still a fantastic listenership levels and great connectivity with the audience so we are seeing opportunities out there that are cost reductions over what their normal rate card might be. A great opportunity to test this media if you have it, if you're an advertiser and thinking about audio as a channel. Um, a lot of additional uh, opportunity that wasn't there in January. So I know that we've seen a few new podcasts emerge which focus solely on the coronavirus pandemic. Have y'all noticed any shifts or changes in overall podcasting content or even radio content? You know, we've we've seen a real pivot towards shorter news programming from some of the larger NPRs. A good example, they came up with two specific podcasts to deal with the coronavirus, seven to 14 minutes. So not long form, if you will, but and they've been very popular. People are craving that kind of, okay, I need to get some news updates. I think the coronavirus story is beginning to be tiring for a lot of people. Okay, I know that personally, I just dove into the numbers and I was looking at numbers from four and five different sources every day, you know, was the sky is falling, what's going on? Well, now, okay, we've got our hands around what the numbers are. We feel like we know that that's so not feel like, I mean, that we've seen the results of social distancing and our staying at home policies and things like that. Um, so I think you're going to, you're, you're, I, I think you're going to see a pivot away from this coronavirus specific news content back to more. Um, general news stuff, maybe economic or financial in nature. And then hopefully, 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 fingers crossed, we can get some professional sports back out there just because I personally miss it and it's good for the industry. So. Well, you know, Marshall, additionally, I think you're going to, you know, in the upcoming uh, months, obviously the elections just around the corner. Uh, I think, you know, politics, I mean, obviously the, the virus has taken center stage right right now, but I think that's quickly going to change to the election in November. So I'm sure you're going to see that really ramp up. The big heavyweights, your uh, Ben Shapiro's, your Pod Save America, you're going to probably see gigantic increases in downloads. I'm interested to see how that all plays out from a political standpoint. This is this is all new to all of us, and so the smart ones. Let's see how they pivot. Let's see what they do from a political standpoint and how that affects their podcast content. I'm, I'm really interested in that. It's going to be a very interesting rest of this year from a political yeah. standpoint. So with all the shifts and changes within our lives, how have y'all found that advertisers have kind of refocused their, their ad messaging? And Nathan, you might be able to speak to this too. Yeah, I mean, I, I can say on the creative side, what I've noticed is kind of a mixed response, but the overall trend, I would say, is that it does vary on the client, how they decide to handle this in terms of their messaging. But as brands, you don't want to ignore the elephant in the room, I think. It's so obvious that it's on everyone's minds and it's changed uh, everyone's daily life. So, you, you know, there's messaging changes to meet people and, and be relevant where they are. It depends on the product or the service, how brands decide to do that. But one thing I, I've seen is you know, some real care and attention put into how the crisis is referenced, the, the overall sense that at the same time, people are tired of, of just talking about coronavirus all the time. And 
they're maybe tired focusing solely on that when there are other things. So I think brands are having a balancing act between meeting people where they are, which is there's almost a trope now about in these uncertain times, and then also not harping on the uncertainty that we're all aware of. That, that's the biggest change I've seen. Yeah, I think you'll see, well, as you know, California is opening up some, things like that, I think you're going to see uh, uh, curbside pickup be promoted a lot more by retailers. Before that, as this was starting to go down, uh, went to uh, Best Buy, got PlayStation for everybody in the house and the mm-hmm. games and stuff like that. So I had to go, you know, park out front, you know, they, they blah, 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 go through that whole process, which which was fine. It was a little bit, uh, you know, problematic, but hey, I got the games and it worked out great. I think you're going to see that in uh, being practiced in the states that have been closed. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting for New York as they open up and then how yeah. the creative will evolve there. They're, they're probably going to be the one state that's going to have the, the most problems and, you know, and how we tackle that uh, creatively in the copy uh, will, will change as well. No, that, that just reminds me, you know, I, I feel before all of this, I was never interested in curbside or delivery. And that's something that I've taken use of. I think it's interesting to think of ways that brands can even, you know, come up with creative ways and they are coming up with creative ways to deliver their products and services in these times too. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's everything. It's a lot of stuff, you know, at home business, we really didn't go over that, but at home business related uh, Mm -hmm. products, obviously zoom, things like that, that's going to change, you know, so it'll, it'll be, it'll be uh, very interesting to see uh, how things evolve and uh, how we evolve it for our clients as well. Well, let me, let me ask you guys this relative to your stay-at-home experience because everybody who's listening to this has had a similar experience. Mm-hmm. Um, do you uh, – obviously, your, your patterns have changed. Probably every pattern you have, sleep pattern, wake pattern, when you go to bed, that kind of thing because there's no specific commute time. Do you find yourself more productive, less productive, longer time windows of paying attention to – information and communication devices? Uh, how's it affected your habits? And I'm going to ask that question because I know we're all podcast consumers here. How has it affected how you guys, you know, listen to your favorite podcasts? I have always been a listener at work. So I don't feel like it's really affected me too much. I still listen, you know, during the day while I work. I mean, obviously, it's clearly affected binge listening because both my husband and I like to take long road trips. And we would save podcasts like the Ron Burgundy podcast. We listened to the entirety on our drive to Big Bend. And so clearly we're not doing that anymore, but I'm still keeping up regularly with the podcast that I listen to weekly, like like Crime Junkie. Like I know that they drop at the beginning of the week. So I'm usually listening, you know, Monday morning. Okay, I mean, I asked that question anecdotally because I think we there will be a return to normalcy to some form of normalcy for all of us. I mean, the long road trips will probably come back. I don't know when, but they'll probably come back. And I get it. I tend to cue my podcasts up and listen to them when I fly on airplanes. And obviously that's not, <laughs> that's, right. that's, that means I'm sure that's expanding, but it was, uh, you know, you couldn't fly on an airplane for eight weeks or whatever it was. So mm-hmm. um, I'm curious about that. Nathan, what about you? So to your first question in terms of like my, my schedule and my productivity, I think, I have had some experience in the past with working from home, but you know, this is really different. This is not working from home. This is working in a very different situation where you stay home and you don't go anywhere after you're done working, really. So that has required 
or it has brought about this requirement for me to be even more intentional about how I spend or how I deviate or sorry, divide my time between work and, and not work. So for me, uh, I've always had a, a difficult time actually working while listening to podcasts specifically because it's difficult to write uh, while you're consuming. So, you know, I, I do listen, but one of the things I've started to do is after work or even on my lunch, I'll take a walk and I'll cue something up. And that kind of two birds with one stone for me gives me some some movement, some time outside if the weather's nice enough in Houston. It, you know, you take it when you can get it and I try to get outside and soak up any cool air that there is and uh, listen to, uh, you know, something that is preferably um, a little lighter than some of the new stuff for me personally right now, just because I, I, I like to read my news more. Those trends about people listening to uh, some of the different genres that, that really spoke to me for what I'm, you know, what I'm looking for whenever I'm consuming media is not necessarily an escape from the reality, but definitely some sort of respite from just how much anxiety there could be if, if I was listening to the, the news or some, some other shows. I find the productivity aspect is really all about being really intentional about where you work if you're working from home and, and keeping that boundary between not working and working very, very clear. Good answers. Good answers. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with you. If you just paid attention to just the news and, and read solely coronavirus-esque yeah. or specific content, it'd wear you out. Right. Mm-hmm. You'd, 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 yeah, you'd be like, oh, the sky is truly falling. Well, it's, it's, it's not falling. We've got to be careful and prudent, but it's not falling. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And I feel like there was a lot of good information and and good conversation shared today. Good. Well, happy to do it. I'm sure Russell and I are plenty glib, so you can get us, you can probably (laughs) ask us anything and we'd, we'd happily help you fill out the podcast. That's right. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe for updates on future episodes and leave us a comment with your feedback, questions, or ideas for future segments. If you would like more info on Ad Results Media and what we do, please visit us online at adresultsmedia.com. This podcast is an Ad Results Media production. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan.